Good morning, people of hope. My name is Pastor Stephen. We are in our Culture of Hope series. And this morning, we're exploring the next generation is the church now. We are an intergenerational church that places a high value on youth. There is nothing that we won't do to share our faith with the next generation. Our children will lead us. All of us are in youth ministry. Did you know that? This morning, we'll explore Paul's letters to the young Timothy. We'll discover that all of us, no matter what age, have something to give to and receive from the next generation who is the church now. But first, let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are our Father. That makes all of us your kids. Lord, help us to be the church now. To receive from and give to the next generation. Lord, all of us must look so young to you, the one who is, the one who was and is and is to come. And we praise you that we get to spend an eternity with you, a life with you that starts now and lasts forever. And so, Lord, speak to us today and give us a vision for how we can play our role in reaching the next generation for you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And all God's kids said, Amen. Amen. The noise is deafening. It's the summer of 56 in Ephesus, a port city and popular travel destination with nightlife, street performers, and vendors lining the streets. Can you feel the street kid bump into you, place a flyer in your hand, and pickpocket you all in the same motion? Can you see the billboard? What happens in Ephesus stays in Ephesus. In a world where anything goes, how do you live for Jesus? Tim's a 20-something, newly ordained pastor in Sin City. Yet he's prepared. He's been baptized, catechized, and mobilized for his mission. And he's about to receive a care package from his old youth leader. Inside, Tim finds a letter with the words written on the envelope. 1 Timothy 1, 1 and 2. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the command of God our Savior and of Jesus Christ our hope, to Timothy, my true son in the faith, Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus, our Lord. First century letters typically began with the author's name, then the receiver's name. Much like we address a letter today with the return address on the top and the receiving address in the middle. Paul writes to Timothy, my true son in the faith. In the Greek, this phrase is genseo techno, a legal term for a legitimate heir. Paul's saying, this is my spiritual heir. His teaching is my teaching. His ministry is my, is my ministry. And so this isn't just a letter to Timothy. It's a letter for Timothy, recommending him to the Ephesian church. Paul writes in verse 18, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them you may fight the battle well, holding on to the faith 
good conscience, which some have rejected, and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to their faith. Paul here is talking about catechesis, a Greek word for basic training in the faith. You may have heard some words that come from this word catechesis. A catechism is a book for basic training in the faith. To catechize is to train in the faith. Paul says these trainees are like ships battling stormy seas. It's hard for our youth to see true north through the clouds of schoolwork, social pressures, and societal stress. It's hard to go against the current of what's current. And so Paul writes, some have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. What do these shipwrecks look like today? Seven out of ten American church youth stop attending after graduating high school. Why is that? In David Kinneman's book, You Lost Me, he calls the ages 18 through 29 the, quote, black hole of church attendance. Of those dropouts he surveyed, they described their faith as shallow and superficial. They weren't taught to study the Bible as children. They weren't trained to serve the church as teens. Here at Hope, we aren't satisfied with seeing seven out of ten shipwrecked spiritually. We have four hopes for every child here at Hope. First, we hope they'll be loved. Second, we hope they'll belong. Third, we hope they'll believe. And fourth, we hope they'll be light. But these aren't just hopes. They're steps in a spiritual pathway. Our pathway begins with the waters of baptism, receiving promises from their church, their family, and their God. Here's how we fulfill these promises as the people of hope, to raise them in the faith. Our first step is to be loved in Hope Tots. Babies and toddlers can't read Bibles or strum guitars, but they can do one thing very well. They can be loved. 1 John 4:19. We love because he first loved us. That's our hope for Hope Tots. We hope they'll be loved. Our second step is to belong in Hope Kids. Childhood is when we form our first friendships. Friendship with God and friendships with peers. I was recently watching a friend's five-year-old on a playground. He introduced himself to the other kids. They started playing lava tag, and now they're friends. Kids are master friend makers, and we have much to learn from them. They long to belong, and they help others belong. Jesus says in Matthew 19, 14, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. That's our hope for Hope Kids. We hope they belong. Our third step is to believe in middle school ministry. Middle schoolers ask great questions. They want to know what they believe and why they believe. Romans 10, 9. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's our hope for middle school ministry.
We hope they'll believe. And our fourth step is to be light in high school ministry. High schoolers don't just want to learn about their faith. They want to live out their faith. Jesus says in Matthew 5, 16, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That's our hope for high schoolers. We hope they'll be light. Along this pathway, we hope our youth will connect, grow, and serve alongside adults. They're active as the church now. And so they'll stay involved as the church a decade from now. That's Paul's vision. In 1 Timothy 4.12, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in your speech, in your life, in your love, in your faith, in your purity. Paul doesn't say, you're too young. Watch our example. He says, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. Set the example. His vision for Timothy is to be loved, belong, believe, and be light, leading others down the same path he himself traveled to be the church now. So how did he do? Did Timothy shipwreck spiritually, or did he set the example? That takes us to 2 Timothy. Fast forward. Timothy is in his early 30s now, and he's seen it all. What he hasn't seen is any sign of his mentor, Paul. He's heard the news. Roman prison. Death penalty. Any day now. He looks out his window over a darkened city. Praying for the best, yet fearing for the worst. That's when the messenger rushes in nearly out of breath and hands Timothy a letter. His face grows white. Was Paul killed? He stretches out his hand. And his eyes meet the words on the envelope. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ to Timothy, my dear son. Paul's alive. Paul knew Timothy hadn't shipwrecked spiritually because Timothy had taken his four steps to be loved, to belong, to believe, and to be light. Be loved. Paul writes in 2 Timothy 1.5, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded now lives in you also. Tim had a family who loved him enough to share their faith with him. God's given you 10,000 minutes each week. Parents, what if you spent 10 of those minutes each day in family devotions? Grandparents, what if you spent 10 of those minutes each day praying for your grandchildren? Adults, what if you led a group and you spent 10 of those minutes encouraging a child? Lois and Eunice loved Tim enough to share their faith with him. Whom will you love like that? Belong. Paul writes in 2 Timothy 2, 1 and 2, You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. 
and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. There are those words again, my son. To Paul, Timothy isn't just a face in the crowd. He's a member of the family. Timothy belonged. Paul didn't just teach Timothy. He trained him to teach others, to make disciples, who make disciples, who make disciples. Belief. Paul writes in 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 15, continue in what you have learned and become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy, let's say that word together, from infancy, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. From infancy, Timothy was taught the Scriptures, and in them he found salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Timothy believed. Be light. Paul ends his letters in 2 Timothy 4.22. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you all. Let's say that word together. All. Paul's letters weren't just for Timothy. They were for the whole Ephesian community. That's because Timothy didn't stop at beloved, belong, believe. Timothy let his light shine for all to see. His faith was a light to the entire Ephesian community. We're all in youth ministry. We're all called to help the next generation belong, be loved, belong, believe, and be light. How? Give your time. We have thousands of youth enrolled in Hope Youth right now. We need over 700 volunteers to help them be loved, belong, believe, and be light. Give your treasure. Our expenses are roughly a dollar a day per student, which provides thousands of craft supplies, hundreds of Bibles, and over 50 staff, from directors to lead teachers to sound techs. And youth, give your talents. This year at Vacation Bible Experience, I met Bailey, who had just turned 12 years old. She wasn't a participant. She was a worship leader. And she serves all around hope. Listen as Bailey encourages youth and adults to serve alongside one another. Well, I was a scribe this year at VBX. I did I was a kindergarten and preschool group leader this year. Um, I greet and usher. I, I serve communion sometimes. If I were to encourage another kid or one of my friends to serve, I would probably say that even serving in little ways probably it helps a lot and in bringing our church into the next generation because without us, then who? Even though that it's a big time commitment, it was totally worth it.
If I were to encourage an older person or an adult to serve, I would say that even being an adult, it helps encourage the younger ones because it's setting an example. And you can serve with your kid or it's like, it just helps so much. And without volunteers, then where would the church be? No matter what you do, it always makes an impact. In bringing the church into the next generation, the youth really helps with that because without us, then there is no future. She's 12 years old. Isn't that amazing? And she is not alone. She is one of over a hundred volunteer youth who serve weekly at Hope. We have over 24 paid staff who are still in their teens here at Hope. Shout out to Charlie and the sound up there, to Ethan running sound tech today as well. We have 11 sound techs, 10 childcare workers, and three lead teachers still in their teens. That's what we mean when we say the next generation is the church now. We are an intergenerational church that places a high value on youth. There is nothing we won't do to pass on our faith to the next generation. Our children will lead us. This is the Great Commission. We reach the next generation to reach the next generation to reach the next generation to encourage all people to know the love of Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are all your kids. We are all the church now. And to you, we must all look so young, for you are the infinite one, the one who was and is and is to come. Lord, help us all to reach the next generation, to reach the next generation to reach the next generation. Help us all to play our role in your mission, your great commission. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and all God's kids said,